0: Welcome to You Might Relate, a podcast where we take relationships and mental health to the next level. I am Stacey Heaps, a licensed clinical social worker, and I have been practicing therapy for the last 15 years. There are counseling concepts and stories that I am excited to share. When we know better, we do better. Together, let's get to a place of radical acceptance of where we are while improving relationships and tackling life's transitions, one therapy concept and one story at a time. So let's get started to see if you relate. Hello, welcome back. Glad to have you here. I really hope you are making it a good day. You'll notice that my voice is a little more Nora Jones-esque. I have a little bit of a cold but we're going to get through it. I am going to start off today with a story that you've probably heard, but it's just that good. It's the story of the pot roast. So there's a young woman hosting a dinner party for her friends, and she served a delicious pot roast. One of her friends enjoyed it so much that she asked for the recipe, and the young woman wrote it down for her. Upon looking over the recipe, her friend inquired, Why do you cut bull? ends off the roast before it is prepared and put it in the pan. And the young woman replied, I don't know. I cut the ends off because I learned this recipe from my mom, and that was the way she had always done it. Her friend's question got the young woman thinking, and so the next day she called her mom to ask her, Mom, when we make the pot roast, why do we cut off and discard the ends before we set it in the pan and season it? Her mom quickly replied, Well, that is how your grandma always did it, and I learned the recipe from her. Now the young woman was really curious, so she called her elderly grandma and asked her the same question. Grandma, I often make the pot roast recipe that I learned from mom, and she learned from you. Why do you cut the ends off the roast before you prepare it? And the grandmother thought for a while, since it had been years since she made the pot roast herself. And then she replied, I cut them off because the roast was always bigger than the pan I had back then. I had to cut the ends off to make it fit. I love this story because I think this is true for so many of the things that we do in our life. We have been doing them for so long that we rarely stop and question the rationality behind them anymore. This young woman saw that her family did it a certain way, had a system of doing it, and she was just going along with it. So do you ever just wish people would just go along with the way you want things done and on your timeline? Me too. If you are married, have a family, or had a family growing up, then I'm sure that you have experienced some disappointment in the way people did things or didn't do them. Can I get an amen? (laughs) It's just those things, those little things that are not big enough to run away or get divorced, but they're just annoying. And then as life goes, when we bring up that thing to our loved one, oftentimes we become the annoying one. Then it can turn into a cycle, something like this. I bring up my grievance, the other person feels criticized or critiqued, and then I feel misunderstood. And so now both of us go on the defense. There's lots of blame. What were you thinking? This is how I would do it, etc. There is a better way. Sometimes it's just the way we look at it. People are not the problem. It's the way we think about people that is the problem. So just for a minute, think about an annoyance that you have at home or with a relationship. It could be something like a messy house at the end of the night or the bills aren't getting paid on time. There's not enough sex in your life. He or she cooks the roast the wrong way. Just choose something. Do you have it? Okay, now just keep that in mind for a minute. The definition of a system is a set of principles or procedures according to which something is done, an organized framework or method. So now think back to that annoying thing that you had in your mind a second ago. What is the system or method that is in place right now for you to have that annoying thing to be done how you would like it to be done? What's the system? And don't say, well, my system is, I told them to take care of it. What is the system for having a clean house? What is the system for having the bills paid on time or having sex more? Is that system working for you? If the answer is yes, then yay, celebrate. And if the answer is no, please do not blame the family member or family for not cleaning or the kid not taking care of the pet, or the spouse or partner for not having the same libido, or cooking the roast the same way that they want their roast cooked. And here's a few reasons for this. When we blame the person, you are not creating connection. When you blame the person, chances are high that it will create defensiveness. And when you blame the person, you are not taking any responsibility for the situation. But don't worry, there is a better way. Blame the system. This way, you'll see that we will be creating connection by coming up with a solution together. All parties can feel heard and there's no need to feel defensive. And you are owning the problem and being progressive, coming up with a solution. So here are some examples. Once upon a time, I was a young mom and had three children under the age of five. I was sleep deprived and it was a chore to come up with dinner every night, let alone make it. I would try to throw something together, but it just was not a priority to me and it showed. Obviously, this is a gender stereotype that the wife is in charge of dinner and kids while the husband works, but that is the system that we had set up at this time. And since it was, he could have complained about the weird put together meals or that he was having waffles or sandwiches again. However, he is an engineer this is my husband we're talking about and he's a problem solver and he also didn't blame me he blamed the system we had created so he initiated creating a different system so first we looked at how our system was operating we looked at the roadblocks to getting us where we wanted to be which was having nice meals put together So some roadblocks in our way was not knowing what I was gonna make each night. Just guessing, hoping I had all the ingredients. Please tell me I wasn't the only one. Another one was grocery shopping. I hate going grocery shopping. And then I hated it even more when I had to pack three kids and go to the grocery store. And another roadblock was prepping the meals. It seemed that when it was time to prepare the meal, the littlest one needed to be fed or needed to be cared for. So here's what we came up together, our new system. Saturdays, we sit down together and menu plan together. We would look through cookbooks and online recipes, go to our favorites, and we would choose meals that we would want depending on the night that was most appropriate to make it. Because some nights were busier than others, so we choose something super easy on those nights or have a crock pot meal. Anyway, you get the point. So, my husband didn't mind going grocery shopping, so he took that on and he'd come home and then we'd prep the meals together while entertaining the kids together, and it was a team effort. And because I knew what I was preparing each night, I knew what was on the menu, we figured out a system that worked for us. There was no blame, no defensiveness, and he took as much responsibility for it as I did. We connected. Another scenario later on in life, when my kids were a little older, was we would look at our dishwasher and see stacks of colored Ikea dishes in the sink. And we'd say, what's the breakdown of our system of getting these dishes done? So we problem-solved together, broke down all the pieces, and came up with something super simple. It just needed to be started before we went to bed and emptied first thing in the morning. Then we created a system to have that be done. We've done the same thing with laundry, feeding animals, sex, spending money, nighttime routines for the kids. And I'll go back to the sex one. We will have a standalone episode about that because it deserves it, and that is something on a lot of people's mind. But until we do, what is your system? Is it working? Albert Einstein gets the credit for saying, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. When we say, well, I don't know why you did it this way. I would have done it like this. Of course, you would have done it a different way because your brain, your system is different than the person that you're accusing. So instead, notice that, okay, that's an observation. And I said it in a judgmental tone. So instead of viewing that person as an idiot, you can say, okay, that's how their system of thinking is, and that's how their their brain worked that out. Catch yourself when you fight against reality. He should have done it a different way. My kid should have known better. The fact is, it's not the way he did it. So now just be curious and work with what you have. Come up with a system. When we view people like idiots, we usually don't get the results that we want, and we certainly are not creating connections. Every person has a brain, and that brain we can call a system. Sometimes our brain is on autopilot. We've got a lot going on. We've got a lot of stimuli coming in. And maybe that's just the way we've always done it. You know, our grandma cut the roast that way, and that's the way we do it. We're just not thinking about it. Why is that so bad? When you blame someone else for not using their brain, listen to this very carefully. When you blame someone else for not using their brain, you are literally, in that moment, not using your brain by saying that because it is not going to give you the result you want. When we were probably five years into our marriage, My husband drove our little red hatchback car 300 miles without checking the oil first, and it burned the engine. So luckily, I had had my own car troubles before we were married, and I had made some costly mistakes. And we had been through some therapy where we learned how to communicate and love and respect each other. So instead of calling him an idiot of the century and shaming him and saying, well, I would have checked the oil first, I knew that I wanted to create connection. So instead, you know, I empathize. I'm so sorry That is terrible that this happened to you. And let's come up with a system to help us remember to get things checked before long road trips. So I know I hear some of you saying, well, we do have a system and he isn't following the system. So then I say, come back to the collaboration part. Number one, was he or she totally bought into the system? Did you create it and tell him how it needs to be done? or was it a complete collaboration? Instead of blaming him or her, look at how the system was made. Just like chore charts for kids, the system works for a while and then it needs an upgrade. People grow out of it, or we thought it was a good idea at the beginning and then as we get going along, it doesn't seem like such a good idea and it might need some tweaking or going back to the drawing board or coming up with something else. That's okay. Number two, look at the barriers. Maybe you both agreed upon a system, but you both overlook barriers to making it work and it needs to be broken down into more steps. And number three, be flexible. It takes time to build habits and routines. Hardly anything works out perfectly and flawlessly despite our best attempts. Learn to be okay with that. You grow as a person when you respond rather than react. So in the example of making meals, even though we meal prepped and had everything ready, Sometimes something would come up and dinner didn't happen. And so, waffles it is, be flexible. Sometimes we get so worked up over the small things that we lose the connection, which is the most important thing. And we might even say, well, we had a system and he or she didn't follow through. So it must mean they don't love me or it must mean they don't care. Must be that they're selfish. What you are saying at that moment is that you aren't loving yourself enough. You're rejecting yourself in that moment. Love yourself and your spouse or your kids enough by looking at the big picture, being flexible and understanding. And number four, you will hear me talk a ton about radical acceptance. I mean, it deserves its own episode. It means that we have the ability to accept situations that are outside of our control without judging them, which in turn reduces the suffering that is caused by them. You don't get mad at your two-year-old for spilling the milk when she tries to pour it. You have radical acceptance that her skill hasn't caught up with her desire to pour the milk perfectly. She just needs more practice. If you are getting mad about it, then we know it's you, not her, that is causing you distress. It's how you're thinking about it. Remember, whenever we say the word should, then we are causing our own distress he should have done it this way, she shouldn't have done that. That is fighting against reality. Just remove the should from your sentence because you thought you had more control than you do. We have to remember we are not here to control people. We are here to work together to go through hard things, celebrate the good things and learn as we go. So if something isn't getting done right in your mind, a relationship or routine isn't what you want it to be, Take some ownership and look at it like a system and that you just need to fix the system, not the person. Because everyone matters. Everyone has their own system they're working with, their own experiences, their own temperaments, their own personality, their own triggers. You have your brain and they have their brain that they're working with. And the good Lord knows other people find your system in your brain confusing at times. When we blame the person, And not the system, we are powerless and we move into a victim role because we cannot control people. However, when we examine the system, we are accepting things the way they are. Okay, this is how it is. And then we're looking to how to make it better while creating connection. We are not fighting with the people we love and we are gonna feel empowered. It gives you a lot of confidence you can work things out. When your kids see you examining the system, you will be teaching them problem solving skills taking ownership and acceptance of what is, communicating how you would like it to be, and treating everyone like they matter. Now, who doesn't want that for their kids? Come on! Those are excellent things to give your kids. No one is better than anyone, but maybe another person's system might work better in some circumstances than others. But let's look at it. Let's examine it. No judgment. Let's just test it and see. You become less judgmental of institutions, governments, religions, businesses, family, people, and yourself. If it's a systems problem, it's so much better than if it's a person problem. By using our voice in a positive, non judgmental way, we can help solve this problem. We can get out to vote, volunteer, we can make some cool changes that will have lasting effects on our world and within our own families while creating more understanding, more love, and more connection. Just like the story of the generational roast, sometimes we do things because we learned that system of doing it that way. But we can choose to continue with that old system, especially if it is working for us. Why not? Or we can also choose to create different neural pathways in our brain and create a different system that works a little better and serves us a little better and connects us with the people that we love a little more. Whatever you choose, just be intentional about it. I'm going to choose to stick with my old system. I'm going to choose to create a new system. Be intentional. Give it a try. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining me today on You Might Relate. I hope this topic brought understanding and insight. And if you can relate to something in today's episode, subscribe and leave a review. I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts. Also, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at You Might Relate Podcast. And be sure to share this episode with your friends. The more understanding we create, the better we are as humans. You are in charge of your day, so go make it a good one. Catch you next time.